Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Amir Farrow, with my co-host, J-Mac and Jordan Lopez, today uh, to go over the Denver Broncos preseason opener. Um, obviously, we got lots to talk about today on how the game went from quarters one to four, all the way from beginning to end. Obviously, all you guys know that watched the game, the Broncos did drop it in the final seconds of the game um, and that little uh, walk-off touchdown from the Cardinals, 18 to 17. Obviously, preseason games can't go to overtime, so they went ahead, went for two, and got it on a carry and the uh, up the gut. So uh, the Broncos do drop this one. Um, it's just preseason, though. Um, I can already see a lot of Broncos fans overreacting on Twitter. Uh, it's abs- absolutely mind blowing to me that this is actually going on. Um, I could understand. I could understand if this is an overreaction in regular season, but I mean, most of the game are you know second and third stringers were out there, so it's not like they're going to be the ones out there in the regular season. So. Um, you know, barring, you know, the team staying healthy, knock on wood. But um, one of the biggest uh, things, let's go ahead and start off with the good before we jump into the bad today. Um, some of the biggest things, and me and Jordan talked about this a lot, a lot in our uh, preview yesterday. Um, we wanted to see a clean football game, especially from the starters, in terms of uh, turnovers and penalties. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't believe the uh, starters had any penalties in the first half. That is nope. remarkable, actually. That's I don't care if we're going up against the Cardinals, man. That's just being disciplined. It doesn't matter who's in front of you. If you're being disciplined, that's really, really reflective of the coaching, um, how well you improve, improve that uh, facet of your game over the offseason. And that's really encouraging to see. Um, at camp, when I was there, there wasn't referees out there, so I wasn't really too sure how this would be going into preseason. Did see some you know false starts and offsides in camp, but today, really encouraging to not see a single uh, flag thrown in the first half for the Broncos. So that was really good. Um, I definitely uh, know in the second half, though, that Tremont Smith did get a little bit in uh, penalty trouble. Um, Tremont Smith, um, we'll get to, uh, obviously, all Broncos fans know um, what happened with him today. But staying on the good side of things, um, what what can you take away from uh, today's game um, that you would consider like positive takeaways and you can kind of walk away from this game and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit more confident in that, or at least like reassured about some things. Um, yeah. So the, the good stuff, I mean, obviously I, I like seeing Sean Payton go out there and challenge it early, you know, like everybody's kind of saying, man, why are you challenging this preseason? It's been four plays. I'm like, I don't care. Like it shows that this guy wants to win. Um, I like, I like the aggressiveness a little bit. I liked um, how you brought up a good thing by discipline. It was no penalties, which was really good. And I like that guys like Randy Gregory didn't really play that many snaps. Like I liked on the defensive side, there weren't that many, you know, you didn't know who was going to play. Pastor 10, I don't even think played a snap, did he? Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't think, think he played. Did. Yeah, I mean, like I like the discipline. I like the fact there was no penalties. I liked a lot of things. I liked how the offense looked. I mean, it's kind of we talked about it was like more play action. I feel like it like I feel like it, the, the way it was drawn up, it was kind of drawn up perfect. Um, I liked how he kind of made Russ kind of go short, like, you know, a little short pads instead of making him air the ball out a lot. We saw the one D ball he had. I don't I, I don't know what Russ was kind of doing there. He didn't he didn't see the guy uh, to the left, like kind of towards the check down. So he just threw it up. But I mean, I like that's pretty much it that I like just the discipline and some of the plays that Sean Payton drew up for the offense. I mean, we talked about it last episode. There's only, I think for the total, the whole game, there's only two snap penalties. Uh, one was on uh, Isaiah Prince, I think, in the second quarter when it was a false start. Yeah, and, and then uh, Demontre Jacobs as well. Yeah. 
And uh, so there were only two, uh, none by the starters, which was a very good thing. I think there was only six total flags or seven total flags on us uh, that got accepted. But uh, anyways, starters, I think they uh, – it was fine. The the play was fine. I know a lot of people trying to yeah kind of create something out of nothing. But uh, <laughs> I thought they were fine. The offensive line, you know, we will talk about it later. But that was yeah. a, a big uh, part about yeah. the whole success part. But um, I thought the receivers, uh, Corner Sutton, I thought he played well. Obviously, uh, Judy played well. Uh, I liked how our, uh, our receivers looked today. Um, another thing I want to talk about is uh, no injuries. I mean, the one big, the obviously yeah. the unfortunate thing was the concussion of DJ Jones. And then we heard a thing about uh, Nick Benito's hip and um, Josie Jewell getting poked in the eye. Those last two injuries are not expected to be any kind of issues. Um, you know, in the I'm sure they're going to be good to go to practice in just a few days. But um, obviously for DJ Jones, that sucks because he literally just had a concussion last year that did uh, give him a little bit of issues. But um, besides that, Javante Williams, they didn't put him on that terrible, terrible field where you could literally see on national TV all the way from, you know, your couch watching your TV that you could just see the field being torn up and stuff. We saw uh, pregame videos of our yeah. DBs and wide receivers, uh, you know, digging into the, the um, you know, the field and stuff and just the field flying up off as they were kind of running routes and stuff. That was ridiculous doing their individual drills. So um, that's very bad uh roger goodell um and everybody in the nfl needs to step in and do something about this because you're literally always preaching about player health and safety when you have <laughs> shit like this being uh you know actually played by pro uh, football players so um all the not the amount of non-contact injuries is gonna you know continue um i know some people went after jordan on twitter about this uh, a large amount of people in the cardinals uh you know reporters and fan base and everything and literally many people today came you know came out from the broncos media and everything and we're taking videos and we're saying that yeah everything outside of the hashes looked absolutely awful this should not be this shouldn't even be able to you know cross any kind of um you know um, standard for an NFL game to be played in. So that was ridiculous. So I'm glad Javante didn't get any snaps because if I would have seen him gone down um, right after he just come back, came back from his injury, just like Tim Patrick, I probably would have lost. They probably wouldn't have even done today's pod, if I'm being honest. Um, he that Like I said, he's one of our biggest pieces on offense, and I'm really glad they made the right move and are waiting till next week, next Saturday, against San Francisco to go ahead and play him on a much more safer field. So that was definitely one of my more uh, positive takeaways from today. Yeah, um, you kind of hit it right on the money about the field being shit, and Jordan's tweet, there's nothing wrong with it. Jonathan Gannon, it's no way in hell he believed that that field is anything game-ready. I mean – it's like Roger Goodell. I mean, honestly speaking, I mean, I don't think he's going to do shit about it, but uh, it's really about the Cardinals owners. I mean, do you really care that little about your team? You got guys out here playing on slippery turf. I mean, like they're showing the field before the game. Like the middle of the field wasn't even like ready. Like, I don't know what the field just looked. Ho- it looked horrible. It looked horrendous. Like, um, but I will say another thing that I liked that was good was Corlin Sutton looked really good. I know everybody was talking about the weight that he lost. That was that may be the best shape I've seen Corlin Sutton in in a while. Like he didn't look he looked like he had in muscle instead of just, you know, just body weight. Like he actually looked toned. He looked really good. So, yeah, I mean, I I, I said it uh, before. I mean, I, I thought Sutton looked really good. Not only just like playing wise, just like physically, he looked really, really good. 
Um, I like how our receivers played today. I thought they, I thought they were running hard. They were running good. Um, also, that field. I mean, I was getting buried uh, by all these Arizona people. I mean, you would have thought I came after their family the way they were coming <laughs> at me. But I mean, it was. I mean, you. It's not even like an opinion at this point. It was literally you could see it. It's not like I was making something up. The field was bad. I mean, you could even tell. I think the very first interception that uh, Sang Bassi got. I mean, Rondell Moore just slipped. Guys were slipping all over the field today. And that's how, I mean, it is what it is. But, yeah, that field was not good at all. But I do agree with you, J-Max. Sutton looked really good on a physical standpoint, and I'm happy that, you know, he, he might be uh, going back to 2019. Yeah. Yeah, he looks really good. Yeah, no, he, he looked more fluid, too. He looked like he could, like, like, I'm not saying he, like, the past year, he looked like he couldn't run, but he just looked awkward. You know what I'm saying? Like, he looked like he was just big and he's, his arms was out wider. Today, he looked like he looked like he was in 2019 again, slimmed down a little bit. Can, I mean, he, he just looked better all around to me. It, it, he's more comfortable cutting yeah. on that leg, I think, with the one that he got uh, the ACL mm-hmm. tear on. I think he's just more comfortable now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. James James Palmer said that a lot. This uh, whenever he was attending Broncos camp, that's the biggest thing he noticed was that knee. It looks a lot more comfortable to him. It was re- it was holding him back the last few years, unfortunately for him. But um, now uh, with Russ this year, it looks like they're building chemistry off of what they did last year and what a lot of fans consider to be a down year. Eight hundred thirty uh, receiving yards. Um, that would. For, if that's a down year for him, then you could probably expect a, a much better season. Now with uh, Tim Patrick out, you're probably going to see his stat uh, projection go up even more. So um, uh, we, we very well could have two thousand yard plus receivers. It's a hot take, but um, you could definitely possibly see if if things do connect with uh, Sean Payton and Russell Wilson in the receiving game. So let's go in. Uh, speaking of Russell Wilson, let's talk about his performance today. Um, How do you guys think about uh, Russell Wilson and what he looked like? Uh, we saw him out there a little bit longer. I think he went. And, um four drives right or was it three um I, I i think i saw someone say it was four drives yeah four drives um so they were expecting him to go just 15 to 18 but i think it went exactly 21 so it was it wasn't like anything too crazy i was personally happy with how long they went out there because of the situation like if you would have went out after uh that one drive where they just went three and out or i can't remember <laughs> what happened but it was just like a really bad end to the drive and they re- we really needed some momentum from the starters before we let them go and they it, russell wilson goes ahead and leads them down gets that touchdown to jerry judy jerry judy absolutely shook that uh defender number 31 in the cardinals um i posted on my instagram that he should uh instantly retire tomorrow morning or uh, retire tomorrow morning so um he definitely uh, had him shaking there, and um, Jerry Judy obviously bouncing back from that uh, drop pass that he had. That was really cool to see, kind of his, um, you know, his tenaciousness in that, and being able to bounce back from, you know, a lot of people. He does not have a drop issue. I don't, I don't know why people are still trying to go at this. Even Thank the broadcaster tried to, he tried to say something. There was no, he hadn't, he didn't have like any drops in camp. Um, if there's any that any that look like drops, they were just simply off target, and that does not count statistically as a drop. Um, the last few seasons, his drops have been way down from his rookie and sophomore years. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why this is still a thing, but this is the preseason. So if you're complaining about one drop where he clearly like laughed at it because he knows he's better than that, like he, exactly, I, I saw him. In practice, he was working on the jug machines more than any other receiver. Like he, he's a hardworking guy. So, um, Jerry Judy, I'm completely fine with him. Corliss Stun, I think those two guys this offseason have just made me even more confident than I was uh, going into the offseason about them. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so to first answer your question of, to get about Russ, I thought Russ looked really good. Um, I didn't think he was gonna look as good as I thought he was coming out there. I think he had to stand for 23 touchdowns and he had a hundred and he had a 102.4 passer rate. And I mean he looked really good. I mean, just like a lot of the passes, you know, like he I think he had three that were dropped, the screen play, the first play to uh Trotman, the Judy drop, but he really should have went 10 for 13. But I mean, he looked really well. I like that he didn't really force a lot of things. He made quick, decisive, like the touchdown was a quick dart. He made one, can't remember who it was too, but it was like in the middle of the field. And it was it was just a complete laser. I don't know if you guys saw it. I can't remember who exactly like caught the pass. Yeah, I don't remember who that was. Yeah, but I mean, he looked really good to me. Like just, I wasn't expecting him to look that sharp coming out. Um, as far as Judy and uh, Judy, Judy looked pretty good. I think that you had to play early, and then everybody killed him about the drop. I just think – I mean, I, I just hate seeing drops. Like, drops just – it pissed me off so much. Like, but I'm not going to kill him over it. Like, I mean, obviously, I think, I think he should have caught it. But drops, everything – everything about drops is mental. So, I mean, he came right back and scored. So, I'm not going to kill him about it. I have breaking news for everyone and everyone on Twitter that likes to go after, uh, especially Judy, after, you know, he drops a ball. I'm telling you, this is not going to be his first one this year. And it's not going to be his last one because uh, it's actually part of football. If you look at the stats of last year, uh, some of the best receivers in the game uh, actually led the league in drops. So uh, it's just it's it's part of football. It, yes, it is annoying. It's frustrating, all that. But you just have to deal with it and roll with the punches. He's gotten extremely better at the drops. So I, people could stop with the whole nonsense of, oh, he's back, <laughs> rookie ways, whatever. Just stop it. That guy had a good uh, preseason opener. Uh, I thought he played well. He looked sharp out of his release, like always. It just looked like whenever he, he releases, he's just so much faster than everybody, but that's just me. Yeah. No, uh, you, can, you can just tell. Uh, obviously, that route was disgusting. Uh, <laughs> he absolutely broke his ankles. Um, but for Russ, after one of the uh, – Media pundits on Twitter said that he started off uh, one of four uh, and stuff like that, kind of, you know, mocking him. He went six of nine after and with a touchdown. So people just would uh, rather see Russ, you know, fail a little bit. And then once he starts to do good, you see the timeline quietly yeah. off. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I thought Russ played fine uh, in all seriousness. I thought he played fine. Um, again, I think some of it was on the offensive line. The offensive line was not well. Did not play well, I should say. So, but I thought Russell Wilson played fine. Yeah, right before I go and jump into uh, the negatives of the game, I just want to shout out a few more players that I thought played tremendously. Um, so I, I thought Samaj P. Ryan looked really good. I feel more yeah. confident actually uh, going in the regular season with him taking a little bit more of a workload as I did previously uh, when I watched camp. Um, I thought Samaj just looked really, really good in and out of his cuts. Um, he just looked like a very uh, professional a professionally sound running back. Um, his awareness, um, you know, you know, patience at the line of scrimmage was a big one. So I really liked what I saw from Samaj P. Ryan. Even though it was only six for 26, I mean, that's four over four yards of carry. It's a preseason game. He's not going to go out there trucking people. Um, and he did, uh, I, I believe, truck one player and had a really uh, um, nice kind of like beast mode play. But I thought Samaj P. Ryan looked really good. Um, Nick Benito, 
Um, I, I see a lot of people saying, uh, Mike Cliss said he's like, if he had to pick one of the most improved players on the roster, it's Nick Benito, which is a really big thing to say. Um, you really expect that jump from him. Um, I thought he's, he was getting some really good pressure at the beginning of the game. There's a few reps where he was definitely getting thrown into the dirt a little bit. But besides that, I thought he was getting some really good pressure. Honestly, I thought he was our best pass rusher pass rusher to say i don't know if that's a today uh, i don't know if that's a hot take but um i thought he was really good today um and then another one another pass rusher elijah garcia uh yeah d- don't sleep on this guy man because he had two sacks and three plays is getting pressure <laughs> he's had a really good camp um and he's a really big dude i met, met him up in front in person and he's huge so um he could definitely wreck some havoc in the interior defensive line uh weak spot on the denver broncos roster yeah, no, nah, I really like that I saw the Garcia because especially there's kind of a, I don't want to say open spot, but it's going to be a little battle for the, uh, I think it's right in wherever Jonathan Harris is starting. And of course, Mike Purcell is still on the PUP list. So it's 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 a spot open for some guys. And he definitely showed out today. You get two sacks in three plays. Your name's going to come up a lot in the meetings and you're going to move up a lot on the dev chart. So proud of him for that. Very impressed uh, with his showcase and his performance. Did not see that coming. If if I if I was being honest, I did not see that coming. And hey, more of that, and uh, we'll be a that that position group will be looking pretty good. Also, uh, Jaquan McMillan made some really good plays. Had the sack. Uh, he was really good. He didn't miss any tackles. He was coming up in really, hard. Yeah, he had some yeah. really aggressive. He had this one tackle where he just like it was like like Jalen when Jalen Ramsey threw McCaffrey. I think it was when he just yeah, he just yeah, ran yeah. to the dude tackle and just tossed him. I'm like okay. Yeah, but nah, he, he looked really good today. He looked sharp. Yeah, and he's also uh, – he was out there with the starters. So yeah, I, he, nah. he's like cornerback three, cornerback four right now. I, I said it weeks ago. He's a guarantee to make the roster. It's I think proven he is now. Too. He's, he's making nah, the nah, I think he is too because I went back. Like, it was uh, some Twitter stuff I saw today. Like, his highlights kind of towards the end of last season. And I, I forgot how, like, impressive he was. Like, towards the end of the last season, how he just came up and made – I mean, he's got dog in him. And like you can just see when he plays, like he doesn't, he's not afraid of anything. Most corners kind of are shy. They're kind of scared to be aggressive, scared to get, you know, bit, but he's not like he's aggressive. Like he doesn't, like he fits the Mathis and Sartan. So I think he's also, I, I think he's guaranteed to make the roster because I mean, he could easily be the cornerback four, cornerback three on his team, especially with Riley Moss, probably not even going to be here for camp. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, what'd you guys think about uh, Jaleel McLaughlin? The last guy we're going to talk about. What'd you guys think about him? Because I thought they were going to give him a little bit more, uh, yeah, you know, um, carries and stuff in the fourth quarter, but they kind of waited towards like the middle of the fourth quarter before they gave him uh, some touches and stuff. They were relying more on like Tyler Beatty, see, see what they could get out of him in the second half. But he had four carries for 20 yards. That's five attempt, uh, one catch for 12 yards. That was really clutch on the what would have been uh, game winning drive. Um, but then uh, he also had the uh, touchdown run, which, I mean, the Cardinals probably gave that up on purpose. But um, I, I, what would you guys think about Jaleel McLaughlin? I mean, it's a small sample, a small sample size, but he looked really quick and explosive. I liked – I really liked what I saw. Like, I liked – I think he had the first time he touched it, he got a first down. I mean, he kind of was the driving force on that drive. I liked what mm-hmm. I saw because, I mean, early in the game, I'm like, we're probably going to need another running back. Like, we we probably going to have to sign one. But I will say this. I think he will be the back, kind of the back we see throughout the rest of the preseason. Like, the premier back that we see, I think he's going to get – the third game, he's definitely going to get most of the carries. I think him and Beatty are going to be in a little competition. But I think he'll win it, though. I liked his speed. And he's strong, too. Like, he's strong body. Like, he doesn't – like, he breaks tackles. He eats hits. And if you can do that and get bursts of speed out of there – you're going to make 
you can make the roster on most of these NFL teams. Yeah, you can see like the flashes with him, and you can see like the the explosiveness with him. So I I I can I can uh, see why he was doing so good in training camp. So uh, he's gonna be pretty good, I think. Again, I think he's gonna have that running back three spot, but that's just me. I think. Um, yeah, I, I'm still on the Tyler Beatty train, but I do I do think um, McLaughlin could definitely sneak in for there in there for that. There's still two preseason games left, so we'll see how that looks. Um, so all right, let's go ahead and jump into um, the negatives. And I'll, I would just like to preface this with saying this is preseason, so don't don't come out here being like, "Why are you guys being negative?" Hazel, we're gonna always be on this podcast to be honest with you guys and let us let you guys know how we feel and what we saw. Um, so just negatives, not even just negative, just like. St- critiques that's what we'll call it what are some critiques you would give the broncos in this game what are some things that you just like didn't like what you saw um throughout the four quarters well the two that really stood out to me was obviously the offensive line and special teams as a whole um special teams did not look sharp by any means riley dixon had an atrocious and i want to say atrocious punt early in the first quarter and the kicking was pretty self-explanatory i mean these guys are out here missing all types of field goals. Yeah, just the main two points was I was kicking and um, offensive line. I mean, the spe- like the special teams, just, it didn't look great, man. Um, the kicking was pretty missing field goals. Both of the kickers, I'm thinking, well, Maher missed one. Well, we got to see Fry. Fry obviously won the kicking competition today, but it, it just didn't look good. I mean, anytime you're missing field goals, one gets blocked, the atrocious punt that Raleigh Dixon had. I mean, it just didn't really look. It didn't look how I thought it was going to be. Like, I didn't think we were going to go out there missing field goals. And it kind of tainted the offense a little bit because if we make those field goals, we win the game, like, easily. Um, The offensive line, early on, it was – Amir said it best today. The left side of the line was – I don't – Garrett Bowles, like, I love Garrett Bowles, but he looked – he looked pretty bad today. Like, I don't want to stretch out. I don't want to say, like, he's going to be like the whole season. I don't know if it was just him coming back from the injury, but – that was not the Gary Bowles. Like he looked bad. Like he was getting beat a lot. Um, Ben Powers. I kind of spoke about this before. He didn't. It wasn't the worst. It just Ben Powers to me. He's mainly for the run. He's not the best like pass blocker. I mean, but we knew that when he got here. But um, yeah, if Gary Bowles isn't strong, then Ben Powers won't be strong on the path pass wise. And that's just pretty much it. Cushionberry looked good, and that's surprising for me to say. I think most of the centers got in there looked pretty good today which is surprising. The right tackle, obviously, McGlinchey's hurt. Miners looked a little shaky. Just the line, Russ was yeah. getting – Russ had a lot of pressure, and that was something I wasn't expecting. I thought that was the one thing I thought was really going to be fixed was the pressure. I, like, I'm sorry, was the protection. And it was just – like the Cardinals at one point weren't even blitzing. It was the second unit, guys. I don't even think these guys were the starters. I mean, we're just – driving us, driving into the back of us, getting free, sacking them. I, I can't even remember how many batted balls we had today just from – Way like, too many. Way too many batted balls, and that's good because these guys are – they're able to get their hands up. Like, that's not – it's not it, the offensive line probably was the worst thing today. Like, it, it really wasn't good. And if the offensive line can't come together, I feel like that's going to be – that's that's really going to determine our season, but I don't want to go too much of a deep dive, you know, like too much of a warning scare and scare everybody. But yeah, it didn't look good. I mean, that just like the, the side, like all four drives, it didn't look good. I'm not gonna lie, it just didn't look good. I mean, if Garrett Bowles does <laughs> like that in the regular season, I mean, Cam Fleming might get some extended playing time in left tackle yeah. because uh, that was not good. 
And I've, I did have this concern with Bowles because coming off a big injury and you, we don't know how he's going to play. And unfortunately enough, in the first preseason, we get to see that. <laughs> not good. Me and Jordan, uh, remember, we were saying this on the pod. We should have – I hate to be that guy, but we said to trade him, man. We said, yeah, no, we said I, to I mean, trade him, but – I mean, like, because it was one of those things, like, I hate saying trading players, like, like especially people like Gary Bowles, man. I, I really do, but it's like – the writing was – it's hard to find a left tackle. And it's not like we had top draft picks. We didn't – I mean, we, we paid a right tackle. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of hard to pay – to get two top-tier tackles left and right. Like, I mean, Garibaldi, he just – he didn't look good. Like, and it wasn't like a – it wasn't one-two plays. No. It was continuous basis. Like, they were going – like, they were killing him. And I'm just like – I don't know if it was like his leg is weak, like – he don't want to put as much pressure on the leg. I, I don't know what it was. It just because I remember yeah. in camp he was getting, it, it was in camp he was getting kind of mixed reviews. People were like, I think Amir said he had yeah. some, he had really good plays, and then there was like really bad. Like Benito was just running right past him. I don't know, man. We'll just have to see. Yeah, yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird because there's so weird. many plays where he's picking up Zach Allen and um, Nick Benito on the same play in camp. I'm like, holy shit, not even the best tackle in the NFL <laughs> could do that. And then the next play is just getting completely dusted by Benito. It's just like yeah. – and then today it just looked like really bad, like bottom half of the league, nah, it, bottom it, five yeah, tackles <laughs> really bad. Like I'm not, even, I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be that like that guy. But like I didn't want to say, we, all, all, like, all three I, I of us, say, all three of us said this. It. Yeah, all three of us. Said, I'm everybody. I know everybody, I'm gonna get hate for this. Everybody's already gonna be I after mean, me after this because it's just a preseason game. They're gonna be like, why are you overreacting to just a preseason game? But I mean, was it not starters versus starters? It yeah. was. I mean, and the worst part is, it's the Cardinals starters. <laughs> Like, bro, like, that's my thing. Like, we're playing the Cardinals. Like, it is no disrespect to them, but, like, it's, like, it's the Cardinals. Like, it's a lack of talent, obviously. Like, there, no one expects, expects them to win anything. And that's not – I'm not saying they can't have a good defense, but it's, like, you're supposed to, you're supposed to go out there, like, with some type of confidence. I mean, he didn't I – don't, I don't know. He just didn't look good. Um, yeah. I'm hoping it's a mixture of either his confidence and maybe – being fearful of the field and maybe stepping too hard or too quick yeah. on that leg. So I'm hoping it's some type of combination with that. I hope it's, if it's Yeah. And it's not it, physical because if it has anything to do with the leg, if he's like, because what I hope it isn't is like, he's lost the speed of coming off the line. Cause if, if he lost some of that speed in that leg, Oh God. Cause I mean, Russ was like, I, I was sitting there like, man, Russ is going. I hope this is not a season where we're like Russ is running for his life because Sean Payton. Because if it's just inconsistency, Sean Payton is going to lose his mind. Like yeah. it's just that simple. He was already that, losing his mind. That's Russ's blind side too. So you can imagine him getting yeah. hit constantly. What that's going to do to him over the course of the season. Oh that's that's going to ruin. That's going to ruin everything for Russ. I I hate that, but like you cannot be letting up that many pressure on your quarterback's in a blind side in a preseason game too though like that's my thing like it was the amount of times he got hit it wasn't like a one a few play instant it was constant like and if we're gonna be running play action oh lord oh god i'm gonna say oh god man if we run play action it's gonna oh it's gonna be really it's gonna be a really long season man sean payton he might have i think that's why he was stressed because like, i'm going to play action i'm going to screens but like 
these guys aren't even blocked. They're not even holding a block for a second or two. Like Russ is trying to sell the play action and he's having a bail immediately. Like, man. Yeah, I, I would just like to remind all of our listeners that he is scheduled for $20 million in uh, cap it next year. Um, also, we bring, we bring him up constantly in the pod. Uh, Zan, or off Twitter, I think his name is. Um, I could be miss saying that, but um, he brought up a good point during the game today. The Broncos, they, they didn't bring back Cam Fleming for 4 or $5 million just to be a backup tackle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're bringing him back in case this happens, what we're seeing. And he, yeah. Cam Fleming did play some good ball at left tackle last year when, when Garrett Bowles went down. So Sean Payne's not going to hesitate. If he sees bad O-line play, he's, he's going to bench you. And uh, yeah, Cam Fleming's right. definitely the next guy up. Yeah, this yeah, is not hack it. Like you're you're gonna be accountable. Yeah. If you're not gonna be playing good, you you will be held accountable. You will be cut. It's none of that. We're gonna meet with you in press conference. Yeah, he's my guy. I love him, man. No, 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 no. Yeah, you'll be cut. Um, another thing of negativity I want to say. I don't want to. I'm gonna just say it, man. We're gonna have some cap is gonna be freed up soon because Tremont Smith. If he's not playing special teams, he's not making the team. I'm so he's not making the team. Like I have nothing against him. If he is not, if he is not our returner. He's not. He's not making the team. I mean, like it was so bad. Like he got, he got dropped on a, he got dropped on a, uh, just a straight slant. Like it was, it was bad. Oh yeah, that was so bad. He yeah, got like so I was bad. trying. I, I thought somebody was gonna clip it on Twitter and I was gonna post it. Like he was, he was slipping. I was like, oh god. Like and in the last Bro. play, like. Yeah, the last that, that play. Was the big one for me. That was the bro, big one like, for me. That was like it was like, bro. Like I understand, like you're in a zone, but that is common DB knowledge. Like, oh, it's a guy running to the pylon, quarterback rolling out. Let me follow him. He shifted the. Uh, he went the other direction. You shifted the other direction and then tried to run back. Like, uh, I don't know, man. We talked about it. Like, I don't know what they're doing with him, and we paid him a decent amount of money. All I know is if we. Money can be freed up to go get some more free agents, and it's looking like he he be one because I have no clue on wh why he's on the team. We picked him up to play corner. I don't get it, man. I don't. I thought dude was gonna be kick returner one. I don't know. We, we'll have to see. Maybe maybe they just try. Maybe uh West off and then be like, okay, yeah, he needs to be kick returner special teams. Never he does not need to play along with the starters for corner, like DBs. I don't want to see him on the field regular season playing corner. I don't. Like, that's just me. This has easily been the biggest surprise this entire offseason to me. <laughs> the fact that he has not gotten any return reps, the fact that he looked absolutely horrible in the secondary today, and I feel so bad for saying this because uh, he actually follows me on Instagram, and if he sees this, I'm definitely getting so unfollowed. Bad. Like bro, like but, I, and he's a he's a good he's a good guy, man. He is, but two years, five million to do what at this point? Like you're you can't just be paid that much to play special teams and then be a horrible corner. Like, like today, bro. the amount of times he got burned, the <laughs> game when he touchdown he gave up, he literally. And J Mac brought up that slant where it was like literally oh the most God. simple slant, and he just getting burned by this fourth, fourth string. stringer. Like, bro, like, like come that on, that is crazy. Like, to it me. wasn't like a a contested nice catch. You got dropped. Like you were uh, one one slip away from falling. Like and looking getting clipped, looking bad. Like like looking worse than you did. Like when we got him, I was happy because I mean he's a great returner. 
like I I don't get it. Like I I don't get why like why pay him what you did. Like it wasn't a vet minimum. It wasn't like a they you know as low as you could pay somebody. We went out and paid him more than he was kind of worth. Like I'm thinking he's gonna be the returner. And they're paying him five, like he said two year five million to be what the six seven string corner. And when he gets in, that's what he does. Like man, special teams unit they they got to do something better, man. Use him at least. If you're gonna pay him, if not cut him, we could use that money to go get another playmaker, somebody on the defensive line. Hell, at this point, offensive line or just something, man. Well, I won't go as you know crucial on uh, <laughs> him, but another player that I thought did not play as well was uh Delonte Hood. I, I don't think he did not play well at all. I was expecting actually a lot more from him. Uh, I mean, I do see that he's. I mean, you can tell out of the screen that he's one of the fastest players on the field. Whenever he's out there, I just thought you know he would play a little bit more better. Um, but I mean, there's still two more preseason games, so I'm, hopefully he can pick it up a bit. But yeah, like guys like Tremont Smith and Delonte Hood, I thought those guys were gonna play a lot better. Yeah, he uh, he got beat on that touchdown, um, and there there's some other plays he definitely got got got, got I guess you could say um, <laughs> for sure. But uh, another DB that I'm probably in the minority on this, but he had the only interception in the Broncos secondary today. As saying Bassey, I wasn't happy with some of the receptions he gave up today. In, in my either. opinion. I yeah, I I'm just not the biggest fan of the same Bassy. I can't get on I can't Thank get on the you. train that everybody else is on. Like I don't think he's a, a good like nickel corner. I don't <laughs> people I, I'm just gonna get so much paid for people today, but like oh, man. I don't think I don't think he's a good nickel corner. I was not happy with his performance today, and that interception was thrown directly to him. I expect the high school player to make that catch. So um that those are my that was kind of my thoughts. I felt like some of the the guys in the back half of the secondary made me feel a little bit more worried today, um, as opposed to previous days. Yeah, I mean, um, I was gonna say, like, Asang Bassey had a really solid like stretch during his rookie year. Ever since then, I don't I don't know what Bronco fans see. Like, I don't I hate I hate because I love I like. It's just tough. I don't know what Bronco fans see. Like, I was saying, they like, why is he, like, why is he finding himself on the team year after year? Like, and he's probably going to make the team. Like, realistically, he's probably going to even yeah. make the team in the practice squad. I mean, but like Amir said, he gave up. He's giving up catches. Like, it's like Marcus Peters, like, syndrome. Like, yeah, he give, he give, he give up seven catches, but he get a pick or two. Like, <laughs> what's the point? Like, you giving up all these yards and all these first downs, like, but then you get a pick, and it's like, well, he made up for it. Nah, that's not how defense works. Um, but, yeah, I don't think he's that good of a nickel corner. And as far as depth goes, I thought the depth at corner was probably our deepest in the league. I, I said in the league, I'm sorry, the deepest on our team. And today it just, like, and we only gave up 18. Or was it, I don't remember how much we gave up. Uh, yeah, 18. 18 points, yeah. I mean, 18 is not bad, of course. But still, like, you know, I'm expecting, I'm not expecting him to go down the field uh, who's the quarterback for them? David Blau go down the field on us, yeah. and I'm I, I I mean I think our depth was really good, and it wasn't it was a lot of plays today that was like yeah that's kind of shaky yeah Delonte did get beat on the slant that I feel like he shouldn't have got beat on Tremont Smith we just talked about that and Sang Bassey gave us some catches but I mean if 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 the cornerback room starts looking shaky I hope it doesn't man that's all I'm gonna say I just hope it doesn't start looking shaky but I think past Pat, Mathis, and all those guys come back, I think we'll be fine. Even a guy like Riley Moss, you know, him yeah. back would be huge. And then Kawan uh, Williams, too. Like, a lot of the – yeah. 
Yeah. So I mean, it's saying back. I mean, that the one that actually got me, you know, kind of, you know, frustrated was the one against uh Ronda Moore. He got like, yeah, like that. yeah. I mean, that was that was very frustrating to watch. Like you uh, see it coming, man. Like he's motioning. Like... Yeah, just you know, a little stuff like that. <laughs> but hopefully, it's just again a product of the field, not being. I mean, hopefully, it's stuff like that. Because if I was also confident in this uh, depth. In, the, in that position, but not after this performance. Um, I have a question for you guys. Um, what did you guys think about Stidham? Oh, that's a good question. Actually, we forgot to talk about him. Um, he he went uh, five of fifteen, I believe, for like fifty yards, uh, like a three point eight passer rating or something like that. Um, yeah, that was not a that wasn't not a good performance. Um, I want to actually hear your thoughts, Jordan, because you've been like his biggest fan on this pod. So I want to hear your your kind of thoughts on his performance. Yeah, besides that uh, that quarterback keeper that he had on that read option, uh, I yeah, I would not think he played good at all. I was actually kind of impressed <laughs> with uh, Ben DiNucci, if anything. Oh, yeah. he played really uh, good. No, nah, he I did not. Yeah, I was not expecting. He showed that. good. I was, I was expecting that from Jared Stidham more than Ben DiNucci. But yeah, I mean, I think. I think even Payne would be kind of worried about Stidham because uh, I, I knew Payne loved uh, Stidham uh, and that's why he brought him over here. So I, I was not expecting that. And I'm hoping it is a lot better uh, next game, like a lot, lot better. And Cheers. we're, we're going to be facing uh, much better depth from the top to bottom in the Niners. So yeah. we'll see Jets, how we look. The Jets, honestly, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jared Stidham, he looked – he didn't look good at all. Like I'm gonna just keep it. He didn't. He didn't look good. And somebody that got raved about all camp. Yeah. I mean, he just didn't look sharp. I mean, I get it, man. You could be a smart guy. Like you could be a smart guy in the quarterback room, like they say, one of the most intelligent minds. But you still got to go out there and execute. And Jared Stidham just didn't do that. Like I'm not gonna say I expected him to go out there and be like what everybody was talking about him. I mean, it's. I've seen Jared Stidham playing games, man. I mean, I kind of know what to expect a little bit. Um, but I was really impressed by Ben DiNucci. I mean, the guy showed guts. He made some pretty good plays. I mean, you can see I me. Mean, he's like, I feel like I could be the quarterback, too, of this team. Like, I feel, I mean, I, I, today he looked like he was the he was better than Stidham. Um, but, yeah, Stidham just didn't look 5 for 15, 50 yards, a pick. I mean, his throws weren't really sharp. Like you said, outside of the read option, which was – which is insane that they called that. I mean, it's not really going to work. Like it, it, it just didn't. He didn't look good today. And the interception was really bad too. That yeah, reminded me of like Drew Lock <laughs> type interception. Like really, really late throw, not anticipating uh, your your throw. Obviously, that in the receiver, um, that that was not a high IQ throw at all. Um, so, gonna need to see improvement from him. Um, winners today, definitely. I uh, would we'll say Elijah Garcia, Ben DiNucci, Jaleel McLaughlin. Um, I, we'll, we'll, would we even put Russ as a winner? Because I thought he played pretty decent. Like like J-Mac said, he could have went like 10 of 13. Yeah, like, no, That's pretty damn good. Yeah, no, he should have went 10 of 13. We had three drops today and more. I mean, I, I, I would say he's a winner for sure. I would say him, Jaquan McMillan. Yeah. Um, Taylor Grimes when he when he came in made some pretty good plays. Yeah. Like he 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 did really good. Like yeah. he looks like he looks like he could be a sleeper to be at least a practice squad guy at minimum. Like I think he looked really good. I would even really put our two starting receivers as winners too. I think I thought I really did. I really thought Sutton and Judy looked really good. I don't know if you guys realize, but Callaway was the was was the third string guy out there today. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Johnson's out with the ankle. So yeah. they, they kind of, yeah, they bumped him up. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this, but my last winner is Lloyd Cushenberry. Thought he played pretty well, man. Run blocking, pass blocking. I was watching when they were pulling up in the broadcast. He was way up here, and then all the guards and tackles are just allowing the pressure. Like yeah. that was that was crazy to me. Yeah, that's that's shocking. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, we everybody knows every everybody who listens to this pod knows we have not been big fans of Lloyd Cushenberry at all, to the point where it's been kind of like, you know, we've been kind of terrible on him. But now he played good today, man. He looked like he was our best lineman today. Straight up, he was. he was the best. He was our best lineman that you could tell. I mean, just by the day he came out, I mean, he has he has nothing to lose, and I feel like that's taking the chip off of his shoulder. He doesn't have no pressure because nobody expects anything from him at this point. So I mean, he went off season looked like he worked. So we'll see if he can keep it up if, if it can be consistent. Yeah. Uh, so that is going to be it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, if you guys are listening on YouTube and you guys enjoyed today's episode, a recap of obviously their first preseason game for the Denver Broncos, make sure you guys hit a like, uh, hit the like button and subscribe. All that is greatly appreciated. Make sure you guys are turning on notifications so you never miss an episode of the Broncos Avenue podcast. We're going to have plenty more game previews, game recaps, plenty more guests on, players, insiders, writers, fans, even have you guys, a few of you guys on your live streams. Just plenty more on the podcast to come. The season is going to be a blast. I'm telling you, uh, I got plenty of uh, stuff in the works um, ready to come. So this season, I'm telling you, it's going to be easily the best season we have on this uh, on this show and then plenty more to come. So really excited for that. And then if you guys are listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and are on this journey with us, you guys are greatly appreciated as well. Um, and if you guys could just take five seconds out of your day to hit the five-star rating over there on Spotify, um, and then turn notifications on as well so you never are missing an episode these great episodes um, of the Broncos Avenue podcast but I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode I'm your host Amir with my co-host J-Mac and Jordan until the next episode peace peace